This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. for a classy beer, reach for a Modelo, because that means classy. <laughs> I'm going to start on that one. Uh, this is Jacob. Uh, Jacob is one of you Geekscapists. Welcome to Geekscape episode, I believe it's 45. Uh, can you believe that we're that close to a year? 52 episodes? It's going to be 52 episodes pretty soon. It's a weekly show. Uh, this is Geekscape. Movies, video games, and comics. Uh, we got some homies in the house. Go ahead and shout it out. What up? What's up? Derek over there. We got Andrew behind the camera. Roommate's girlfriend going to work. (laughs) Roommate's girlfriend going to work. We're here in Texas, as you can tell by the attire and the uh, the the different pillows and things. (laughs) We're we're in Jacob's apartment. And uh, how long you been listening to the show? Uh, Since uh, the drone. Since Geek Drone. So that was the Revision Three show. Uh, I heard we've been getting some shout-outs from TRS. Apparently, uh, thanks, really Danny. Thanks, Jeff. Much. Thanks, Alex. Let's throw it back. If you guys want to listen to more reviews of movies, video games, and comics, go check them out. They're the totally rad show, and uh, we're gonna do our own little version of reviews of movies, video games, and comics mm-hmm. from Texas. That's right. Mainly, uh, I'm here for my high school reunion. Ten years. It's a bit of a mind fuck. Julian, an update on that, I'm sure. The update is, uh, if you're in high school right now, don't make enemies with anybody who looks like they can use a knife. Because uh, in 10 years, they'll still be able to use that knife. It'll be called a gun, and they'll hate you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, uh, it, <laughs> just start apologizing. Vengeance never goes away. <laughs> what think. is it? Vengeance never goes away. No, it, the, just, the, it, just, it just eats at them. The thing is, the people, uh, they just become... Uh, in high school, I think everybody's fighting for their own identity. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the time 10 years roll around, you have a better grasp of that identity. Um, in, in your, a more centered version of who you were in high school. Uh, people are like, what are you doing now? 
And I said, well, remember my first job was at the comic store? My mm -hmm. second job was at a blockbuster? Well, every week I still recommend people on what movies <laughs> and what comic books. Uh, and uh, I've kind of segued that into, you know, who I was. And I, I segued who I was into who I am. Right. And a lot of people have done that. And... Uh, it was nice. You eventually I, got to the, the film career and everything like that. Yeah, right? the clicks. Okay, the clicks just left at a blockbuster. No, like <laughs> the clicks dissolve. You know, so if if you hate the clicks in your high school now, uh, they'll dissolve. Other people will be a little more ready to uh, accept you. I got to tell you, start exercising if you're out of high school. Start exercising today. Uh, cut the grains and the sugars out of your diet. Do some exercise every couple days a week and. Uh, I gotta tell you, it felt really good to hear a couple of the uh, really what, what we what we understood to be like hot girls back in high school. Right, they ain't our caliber now, but uh, <laughs> it was good to see some of these chicks be like, Jonathan, you got really hot. Uh, I started a little dance party last night. Nice, and uh, and that's always fun. I try and move it around. Mm -hmm. That was good because people were kind of standing talking. These things aren't, con you're not going to make a life friend out of this. Right, right. They're not right. conducive to conversation. So you got to start a dance party, you know. So, so how did it? Did it, it was good. Pass? It's a lot, though. Mentally, mm -hmm. having all these, like, there are people you, you didn't even think about for 10 years. Right, And right. it's a lot, you know what I mean? It's a lot of things did coming come at you at once. Yeah. Absolutely. I was pretty, I was physically, mentally, and emotionally worn out in, like, an hour. Just from having, all, it's a, how you, many people you're ready for it. We had like 550 people graduate with us, but the class of 35. But, but I think it's the yeah. same. I mean, you're gonna have a lot just just turned back. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. You gotta. The, the funny jokes that I would do was uh, mid dance, I would mm -hmm. act like I was drunk and be like, "I always loved you." <laughs> to some chick. The awkward like, confession that you've been you waiting wrote, 10 years. For you day. destroyed me. <laughs> uh, that was a joke. Uh, another one that I said was, uh, "Walk up to somebody who's married." And uh, walk up to somebody who's brought their wife or their their husband to this event. Go up to them. Don't acknowledge their significant other. And walk up to them and be like, dude, she's here. She looks great. <laughs> <laughs> and then the wife's like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> oh, 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 hi, I'm Jonathan. Nice to meet you. Uh, and the baby is yours. Yeah, be like, dude, fucking, she looks fucking awesome, bro. She's here. She's right over there. Oh, 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 hey. Uh, and so who's this? Your sister? Yeah, and then... It, um, <laughs> and, and then uh, it's okay to act a little bit cocky. I definitely use the line, yeah, things have been okay. I had a bit of an accident. I got hot. <laughs> um, but dress up a little, you know, and, and, and whatever. It's nice. It's fun. I like, they're, is it predominantly uh, like success stories and people doing better? Or is no. Or like people um, like down their luck and just like... We, we had an event that? that was free. It was a dick in high school. Yeah, we had an event that was free on Friday night and one that was 50 bucks last night. In the event Friday night, everybody's going to, you know, it was at a bar. This one last night had a $50, you know, ticket, mm -hmm. which I think is definitely worth it for, like, the material that you're going to walk out of this with, you know? Right. And, like, just the, it's fascinating. Uh, but the $50 definitely weeds out the motherfuckers, <laughs> you know? It, de it, it definitely weeds out the people who... The Trans Am drivers and whatnot? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I think we had this dude, uh, maybe a career criminal Friday night. Peel out, you know, probably rented a Porsche oh, for the hour. Drug dealers have good cars, but they don't show up if it's a $50 ticket fee. Where's your drug money now, buddy? Yeah, yeah. Faking the fake. Very nice. So those, like that's my advice. Success. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. And I, but I passed up E for All in L.A. It was a big video game conference. It's it like, you know, an E3 uh, 
It yeah. was the, it broke up into a couple different things. Yeah, yeah, they split it all over town apparently yeah. this last year. Got rid of the booth babes. Well, they they split it up into different towns. Really? Uh, I think there was an event in Vegas. There was one in Santa Monica. The E3 was in Santa Monica this summer. Mm-hmm. Now they've got E for All, and uh, I was here. So next week we'll talk about E for All. Did you uh, get anybody? I didn't send anybody. Come on. People don't watch this show for Gilmore. <laughs> Let's be honest. Nice. But it's, I'm, dude, it's good to have a escapist here. We met Thursday. We met Thursday night. It's mm-hmm. Sunday, in person. We've been talking online. Yeah, it's Thursday. Yeah. Thursday. But we met like in the flesh. Right. Right. Yep. And like that's the thing I like about this show, like making friends through I think it. Last time you came to Austin, you met uh, another one of the forum members, right? Yeah, you know, I mean, review guy. Yeah, it's like it's just all about community with this show. I right. like I like you. It's as much your show as it is mine. You know, it's, it's maybe probably show. more so because the good shit comes from you guys. Right. You know, because oh, yeah. you're a bunch With of freaks. <laughs> uh, so uh, we went to see Thirty Days a Night mm-hmm. midnight screening Thursday. Mm-hmm. Friday. Friday. Well, Thursday? technically yeah, Friday, but movie kicked ass, right? Um, no, not really. No, so much. no, not, not so at much. all. Uh, what's we, this movie about? Uh, this movie is about vampires, uh-huh. and I think it's a remake of the Diary of Anne Frank. Uh, yeah. <laughs> to expl- Apparently, yeah. vampires cannot hear people in attics at all. Like they don't check attics. You know. <laughs> to explain uh, what Jacob's talking about, for those of you not familiar with it, it's based on a graphic novel. It's uh, Josh Hartnett mm-hmm. plays a sheriff in a, sheriff. a very northern town in Alaska that gets thirty days of night a year uh, for one 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 uh, full swoop. Yeah. One, thirty days, month, month the, long. The city is cast in thirty days straight of night, once a gotcha. year. And he's the sheriff. He's got to hold the town down during this. Problem: there are a bunch of vampires coming oh, into yeah. town that are, you know, going to feast on everybody. Time, hanging out. So Buffet. it's kind of a survival horror. You got to outlive these vampires. You got to hide out in attics. Exactly. And in attics. Um, much of the film, I, I like to think. Basically, make some of the dumbest decisions ever. Yes. Uh, that will ultimately get your town members yes. killed. Instead of just like just laying down, you know, taking thirty days a nap, eating your can of spam or something, you know, just you know, just chill out, just survive, you know, just eat. Don't Luckily, go anywhere. Quit trying to run to different places to hide. I think that was a big problem. Um, <laughs> we got to get out of here. Grandpa, Why? Like run out? Oh, for, crazy life. for the for the plot. We got to get out of here. Why? Because the audience is sick of seeing us sit here. Yeah, yeah, um, exactly. And exactly. that's a big problem. The vampires are also dumb. Is a big problem. Yes. They uh, look like uh, members of Romstein. <laughs> that is true. Uh, yes. That is really true. The director, I your uh, friend Aaron, was laughing at a lot of the depictions Duhast. of vampires. Uh, it, yeah, there was a guy who squeaked. Noise. The vampires have their own language, noises. which would be cool if it wasn't uh, based on gerbils. No, uh, it's basically gerbil speak. And uh, <laughs> David like Slade like is the director. I thought the the graphic novel. Has he done anything? Who's yeah, he story? did Hard Candy, which I heard oh, was actually was, a good that movie. That was actually really good. Have you seen that, Derek? So you'd expect this movie to be better, right, Derek? But it's not. Um, we haven't seen it yet, Derek. But um, it's not Hard Candy, but it's got a uh, it's got a it's got a way about it. This movie uh, that within the first fifteen minutes, you've seen all the style he's going to give you. And You're basically done, I think. I there's, think no progre- there's no progress. There's no progression of the style. There's no progression, really, to the characters. Uh, there's one or two beats that you see the characters come full circle uh, as they come to terms the, uh, with their lives. The Kurt Russell and the Thing character, which is the big guy. Mm-hmm. The guy lives in the outskirts of town. Comes to town, 
Fights for everybody. Right. He definitely have that guy. He was good. He was, he was, um, he was fun. He was a fun character. I think I liked him in that movie. But I think we can start spoiling. And I'm going to warn you guys. I think we should. It's spoiler time. So Andrew and Derek off. haven't seen the movie. So I'm going to throw I'm going to throw a tone on at the end of this for those audio listeners. You guys know when you hear a big beep, come on back. Uh, but basically, at the end of the movie, mm-hmm. Josh Hartnett has to. The, the vampires have, have everybody down to the last few survivors. You should put it in context though. After copious axing of friends and family, mostly, <laughs> which is nice. I like the axing. friends. People, you know, who get bitten, and then he has to just axe the fools. Josh There's Hartnett, a lot of motherfucking axing in this film. The love interest uh, is trapped under a truck. Mm. Josh Hartnett, you know, they're safe in this deal. The the day the day is coming. Dawn is coming. It's less than twenty four hours. Less, less than, than ten hours. I would say. Uh, in the, and he sees that this woman is is stuck under the truck. He loves her. With some random child who showed up in the last ten minutes. She survived twenty nine days. This chick is. This little girl survived twenty nine days. And it's like I did not recall what part of that movie that Josh Hartnett, child had appeared. Josh in Hartnett's lo- Josh Hartnett's losing family member like like villagers left and right. And this yes. little chick shows up and she goes, "I was watching SpongeBob the whole time. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. You know, I staked a couple people. He acts like three of his own friends. Yeah, in the Josh movie Hartnett's movie. losing people left and right, but this five year old girl, about this random five year old girl, <laughs> that's really funny. Cut your losses, hide out, leave the little girl. So. He, he's, they're hiding She's made it this far She must be a badass Josh Hartnett sees That this chick Is out in the middle of the town hidden, Hiding under a truck The vampires are out And they've started to break The oil wells Oil pipeline The oil yeah. pipeline mm-hmm. and, and they're flooding The town with oil And they're going to Light it on fire To finally bring everybody out And eat them uh, Is why oil didn't, highly a, flammable? Well like, Can you just throw a match at oil? In, in, in this cinema know. world it is But uh, Why didn't the vampires Do this earlier? Mm. Um, so they're dumb. Well, they're rid of the evidence, they're dumb vampires. They also don't want evidence that vampires exist because right. that would end the party. Because they've worked for many centuries to make humans think that they're just a fable. Yeah. Remember he goes over that. Oh, oh, we gotta go, we gotta go back. To that. We'll go back to the minute. We go ahead. <laughs> There's go a lot of dumb the, stuff. Uh, Josh Hartnett. So then you've got um, Josh Hartnett. What he does is he's got he's got to save this chick that's under the truck because if the truck explodes, it's done. It's done. Gets a, a needle, injects a, a dead vampire, puts mm-hmm. the blood in himself, becomes one of them, so that he can fight them. Mm-hmm. Right? It makes sense. Right. Because the only way, the only way for those people to survive is for him to turn into a vampire and go fight them. Josh Hartnett becomes a, a, a vampire, goes out there, mm-hmm. starts beating up the leader, fighting Fist the leader, legend. this and that. Little Fist of Legend moves going on. Uh, the whole time, the chick is pretty slow about getting out from under the truck during really? this distraction. Uh, she ultimately gets out from under the truck. The vampires are defeated. Chick didn't run anywhere. Truck nope. didn't blow up. Nope. Oh, and he was only a vampire for ten minutes before the the sun starts coming up. And the sun starts coming up. Chick, yeah. Josh Hartnett, you made a really bad choice. The, the truck is still there in Alaska. You can go there right now. You never can, burned up. Never burned <laughs> up. This chick was Fuck never in any danger. <laughs> but I but I think that ending is tells for the most part what the big problem with this movie was mm-hmm. that that the rewards. Um, weren't there? Is everything okay, Andrew? Uh, I'm getting some wind noise. Yeah, you're you're gonna get that. It's just it's, it's just wind. electronics. You're gonna get a little bit of, of like noise. You are like the wind, and I'm like yeah. Patrick Swayze. So, uh, like, I think th- was I mean, this, those are the problems. Was it a better ending in the graphic novel? No, the graphic novel is not unreadable. But I thought maybe uh, that ending could have been better in a graphic novel. Like maybe the, you're amped up. The trained. problem here is that like you have a, a concept based very big. Yeah, very mm-hmm. largely on, on pacing Right 
We it need doesn't to feel like we need to feel that that girl when she is under that truck. He's got to get to her now, and it, this fight has to end things for good. Right. You know. Right. There's no closure. At the end there's either. there's no there's no ticking clock. I feel as though if there was oil going under the truck. Right. 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 She's either, in, she's either got to get out of this thing or burn alive, uh, or drown. Right. If there Steve was oil in it, then up. now you've got a clock. Now yeah. you've got something that Josh Hartnett has to race against. Mm-hmm. He gets out there. That's a bit of a complication, um, and then he. He gets out there, and there's de- there's more than ten minutes left. Definitely, and he has to uh, he has to survive just as much in this fight against the final vampires, right? As they have, for and the he last doesn't three even days. fight the other vampires while he's apparently this badass vampire. They disappear. He turns um, into a badass within like ten minutes. You know, he so, doesn't even know his new powers. So the movie on. is badly paced, and yes. when you have a. I mean, the concept is great. I really expected a lot more out of this movie. It is, it's a really it good concept, didn't. and I expected better things. And it just seems like the story really wasn't there. Like, the I feel like isn't there. There could have been, I don't know, something more. It just, it just seems like such a great idea, but it was so poorly executed. Right. And then the vampire, like, the, the main leader of the vampires quotes, like, not doesn't quote Confucius, but he sounds like Confucius a lot of times. Like, whatever <laughs> he, did you notice that? Yeah. Like, he's like, the unconquerable foe who tries to conquer... Will never be defeated. The script is really, really lame. At uh, the end, and here is the one who fights back. You know what's great? They have Ben just. Foster. It's like what the fuck? They have ben, ben Foster, Foster was freaking phenomenal. Great character actor. Oh, so playing good. very creepy vampire, and he's wasted. He's not. He's not used. I'm telling you, Ben Foster's like the next Robert De Niro, man. Ben Foster. I was talking to somebody the other night about um, what's the dude who plays Harry in Spider-Man? Um, mm. James Franco. James, James Franco. Mm-hmm. And kind of where he like he is, and I would like to see James Franco. Yeah, I like him a lot. I like to see him make a move like Ben Foster made, like this dude from the Notebook made with his uh, Ryan heroin Gosling. movie. Ryan Gosling had that heroin um, movie. Uh, uh, Half Nelson. Half Nelson. Half Nelson. Yeah. And like, oh, now you are like now you've yeah he hasn't really made uh, broken that. He's mold. just been a character actor. He, he's done really strongly. I think everything that he's done. I think done. James I heard he's really good capable in, uh, of that move. To you, uh, in regards to Ben Foster. But I think I think Josh Hartnett is. At oh, that crossroads after Lucky Number Eleven, which I don't think you liked I at all. Like it. Not, I liked not it because of him. I didn't like it because it just wasn't. I liked him in that. Like I, I never really liked him before that, and then I saw his character in there. And I thought it was really good. I, I would like to his see. Character. I would like to see Josh Hartnett make that same kind of transition into, you know, his next. The faculty too. The actor. Did you, did you see this thing about uh, um, Francis Ford Coppola talking shit on uh, De Niro, Pacino? No. And Jack Nicholson, how they don't no. challenge themselves anymore, and how they've just become like lazy actors and stuff like that. They don't go for the roles that you know made them anymore. It's like I disagree about Jack Nicholson. I think he did pretty good in The Departed. Y- you know what? He's not like a. Um, I can take some of this criticism from somebody who didn't make Jack. <laughs> right. All right, like Coppola's make like Coppola's saying this. His it, daughter's making jealous. better work than him. You Definitely. Know? Francis Ford Coppola has some amazing movies, some of the best movies ever made. Oh, and I just saw made. the uh, trailer for the one he's got coming out called, like, Something New. Have you seen this? Mm-mm. Does it look like, like he's with you or himself? with you or something like that? Does it look it's, like he's making I more than just the typical Hollywood There's, like, Nazis, but it doesn't really look like the set design, the costuming. It looks, it doesn't look high quality. Like, I mean, it doesn't, you don't feel the error, like, in the this trailer. This is a guy who, for the last 10, 15 movies, like, years, made movies that weren't of the caliber of what he used to make. Dude. Right, Exactly. What has he done? Let somebody else make the criticisms. You know? What has he done? The Rainmaker? Mm. Who couldn't have? That's Grisham, baby. You can't ruin Grisham. Don't fuck with John. Let's talk about filmmakers, because I I went and saw this movie, uh, Gone Baby Gone. 
my homie Ben Affleck directed so you it. Filmmakers. <laughs> yeah, well, let's talk filmmakers because my my homie, oh, what's up, Ben? Uh, directed this movie, Gone Baby Gone. Put his brother in it, Casey Affleck. Um, it's based on a Dennis Lehane novel about a, a child kidnapping in Boston, and you know the the Afflecks grew up there. It's got Morgan Freeman in it as a, a chief of police investigations and child Ashley abduction. Judd? Uh, and Ashley Judd is not in it. And He's not, <laughs> who's the girl? Uh, it, it is uh, Michelle Monaghan, who I like a lot, and mm-hmm. uh, the uh, other guy, Ed Harris. Mm-hmm. Ed Harris plays the detectives hired by the police to okay. get further into this investigation. Casey Affleck and Michelle Monaghan are a couple who are running independent investigations. They're hired by the aunt of the mother. Mother is a bit of a druggie, um, wants her kid back, uh-huh. but is she the best person to return a kid to? Hmm. That's one of the issues that come up in this movie. This is a pretty complicated There are, process, there are like. a lot of issues that come up in this movie. It's a very smart script, got written by my boy. Uh, and well, the then. directing is really damn good. Really? Did you direct anything else? No. We walked out of, uh, we walked out of 30 Days a Night, and, I, and mm-hmm. I wish there had been a style progression. Because right. there's, a, there's a fantastic shot in 30 Days of Night where you see the entire city. And you see the damage being wreaked. I would like, and it kind of set a bench, uh, like a place for this is how bad things have gotten. Right. I would right. have liked to see that continue through the movie as the as the city and these people begin to erode mm-hmm. from having to survive this. There's no progression. Yeah. Looking at this Gone Baby Gone, stylistically, the movie starts out. You see Boston. You see the people living mm-hmm. there. It's not. It's already not a happy picture because it's the poor parts of Boston mm-hmm. where this uh, this crime occurred. And um, as you're getting into these characters, the things that Ben, I'm going to call him Ben because he's a homie, uh, the things that Ben is doing with like the frames right? and the things that he's doing with the pacing of the shots and, and the way that he's blocking the actors, they start to show the, the compounding mm-hmm. situation as the script goes on and on. There are places in this movie where I thought he, had ju- he, he was going to jump the shark. It felt like the movie, at several points, started coming to an ending. And I was like, okay, so that's going to be the end of the movie. You can feel the ending coming, you know? Right, right. They get to it, and then there's an additional scene, and you're like, okay, get out. You know, end, end, <laughs> the, end the movie before you don't ruin, ruin it. it. Don't ruin it. Don't right. ruin this movie. Uh, it ends up make, you know, adding this one piece that was, mm-hmm. that was like a last line that, that you kind of forgot about. Mm-hmm. It ends up opening up a whole new can of worms, really? and that needs to be dealt with. That ends up doing it, and um, and who co-wrote the script? Uh, I don't know who co-wrote it with with my buddy, but <laughs> but Ben, the movie you made is the script is is close to The Departed, from last year. You're gonna get Ed Harris, possibly an act, uh, a best supporting actor Oscar. Mm-hmm. You're maybe getting a nomination for your brother if he doesn't get one from Jesse James. You did an amazing job, Ben, and I, I need to talk to you. Uh, I need to tell you something. One on one, having just seen this Gone Baby Gone movie, which I think is phenomenal. So Ben, uh, Ben's gonna call you after the post. This. I need you to do something for us geeks here on Geekscape. Uh, the movie is very reminiscent of the stuff that Ed Brubaker is writing with Criminal. It's that world. It has those kind of characters, and they're treated realistically. Everyone in this movie, including people you think are on your side, are, have an agenda, um, and they have. You know, feelings about the events going on and, mm-hmm. and what's best for who. I need you, Ben, to revisit Daredevil. Maybe not as Matt Murdock, 
<laughs> you, you, no, as a director. Dude, I don't think Ben as Matt Murdock was what was wrong with Daredevil. I think he was fine as Matt Murdock. I don't know about that. He, you know, maybe cast your brother Casey. Uh, he was he was great in this. Right. He's a good actor. You know, or talk to your buddy Matt. My my choice, uh, get the dude from Memento, play a little Matt Murdock. I like that guy. But Guy Pierce. Guy Pierce. Guy but Pierce. Ben, I need you. Underused. I need you to write and direct a new Daredevil. Because I'm telling you, if if it didn't do it, if a Daredevil movie took place in this world with this mood, with this voice, mm-hmm. with this atmosphere, it would be as good a Daredevil movie as Brian Michael Bendis and Ed Brubaker are making the, the comic right now. It'd be a phenomenal movie, Ben. Us geeks need you to show the world why this Daredevil character and his stories are so awesome, and he's not just like a third-rate Spider-Man clone. Mm-hmm. He's freaking Double D, the character you and I both love. Um, you think Ben's gonna Ben's gonna do take over the Daredevil franchise? Come on, Sony. Uh, I think look at this movie, Gone Baby Gone first. I know there's politics, <laughs> but Sony, look at this movie, Gone Baby Gone, and tell me you aren't salivating at the idea of Ben Affleck saving the Daredevil franchise that a lot of people thought he killed before it started. Mm. That's that that that, that is my that. Hey, Ben, we need you. That's. What do you think? Call me Ben. Let we need up. Ben. <laughs> we'll hook it up. Marvel's redoing the Hulk movie. Yeah, yeah exactly. They can redo the Daredevil. That, that was my version of Leave Ben Alone, that the, the yeah. Britney Spears thing, but fuck the haters. <laughs> fuck the Ben Affleck haters. I've never hated Ben Affleck. Leave Ben alone. Fucking leave Ben alone. <laughs> the movie right. is excellent. So I'll have to check it out. Is it limited release? or is No, it, uh, it's it's out. It was fifth of the box office, baby. I may sell like one trailer. Movie is this I saw year's, Morgan Freeman. I was like, oh, movie is very close to this year's Departed. Doesn't have. I mean, Ben isn't Scorsese, but right, right. He's going to be a phenomenal director with a very long career, and this is definitely a better movie than Mystic River, who I, which I thought was a couple of movies. which I thought was, you know, people loving Eastwood. Although right, Gone Baby right. Gone was a better film. Um, cool. Let's talk news. Carl cool. Urban. We do all, we knew it was going to happen. He's playing Bones in the Star Trek movie for J.J. Abrams. I like it. Uh, he's a lot, he's a little older than the rest of the cast, but come on, he's gruff. Is that the most recent? Or are you going to go wrong? Yeah, like, Carl um, Urban's going to play him. Uh, Siler from Heroes is going to be Spock. Yeah, yeah. I'm, think, uh, he's got the eyebrows. I'm which really, I think helps. I'm not a Trekkie. But I'm really damn excited for this. I am too. Yeah. I'm, I don't know about the uh, Sulu casting though. The, well, uh, the thing Harold, is, the thing is, is, like, like it, it, yeah, Sulu oh, so is Japanese. They cast a Chinese. Dude. We were saying uh, he was saying last night. Uh, Derek was saying last night you need to cast uh, Hero. Yeah, from Heroes. Yeah. Um, if he does the annoying thing, he does. yeah, that's a really racist character. Look at Andre. What do you think? Yeah, of, I think. Look at the, <laughs> I'm telling you right now, the audience is gonna the hate Andrea's zooms. Really, Andrea? My, my my audience, I like your zooms, Andrea. I like your zooms. My audience, they're like, we just want to see two dudes sitting there, just sitting there, <laughs> no zooms. Hey guys, she's trying to give me something visually. She she is our. Do they get, do they get mad on the Ninja Cheerleaders episode? No, they get mad when VJ does his zooms, and I'm like, yo, you're not mad at VJ, you're mad at yourself. That's right. Um, I thought they wanted to see a Jameson episode. <laughs> That's right. So, uh, the Justice League movie, looks like they're trying to cast younger Flash, younger Wonder Woman. Have they, is there any casting announcements? No. Jessica Biel is the biggest rumor Jessica about Biel. Wonder Woman. Yeah. What? I do she not see that. She didn't want to be anchored to any kind of... Genre. Jessica Biel goes. Now that my acting career is in its prime, with good luck, Chuck and whatnot, you know. Jessica Biel. 
not just. Oh, Alba. Jessica Biel. Oh wait, I kind of like Jessica Biel. Yeah, I do too. Wait, but Trinity. Yeah, that, movie's, that movie just blew goats, dude. She, she just wants to make bad comic book movies so that nobody wants to see sequels. She's not tied to a franchise. You know? Yeah. Who do you see as Wonder Woman? Then? I don't Who do know. you see as Wonder Woman? You're a real big. I, Wonder I see. Fan. Don't rush this movie and don't rush yeah. the script. It's it's too much of a big. I don't know. Maybe they have a phenomenal script. I haven't read nothing. Maybe it's a great script. Maybe it's going to be a good movie. But who's writing the script? About it. Did you read what happens? You read the script? Uh, yeah, I read the ep- excerpts from it, and I read also parts from the Wonder Woman script that had been submitted whenever they had Joss Whedon doing really? Wonder Woman script. They kicked that out because yeah. they didn't like what he wanted to do with the character and felt that he wanted to go a different way with it. Well, at the same time, these two guys had written a Wonder Woman script that was like Gladiator meets Charlie's Angels kind of thing, where it starts off with mm-hmm. the, uh, Steve Trevor. Um, Trying to escape from some Derek, get over, get over yeah. here. <laughs> Did you hear what he... This is... Come take the mic? No, you were... Just sit right here. Feel free to give D a little there, there, bit there was, uh, there was There was much... Uh, yeah. Mother... There's much detail going You there. know some shit about this. <laughs> I thought you yeah. read a book report. Gladiator meets it, Charlie's Angel? That sounds like a fucking upchuck. Well, it was like... It was the script that these two guys had written, and they gave it to... Um, well, Joel oh, Silver's so company Silver's actually company. bought it. And they decided they didn't want to do a period piece, and it was actually set in the 1940s, and she was going to be... Um, it said that whenever he escaped from the Nazis, I'm assuming, or it was a Middle Eastern country, they hadn't quite decided. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever he flew away in his plane, it was going to be like a gladiator scene, um, but with Wonder Woman as the Russell Crowe kind of character, and you know, just a huge arena fighting all the other Amazons. And then, you know, she discovers him, meets him, and it's something to save Pandora's box. But they actually ended up not going with that script and moved forward with the Justice League to use oh. that as a launching post for uh, Wonder Woman, Flash, Aquaman. I don't know if they'll do a Martian Manhunter movie, but that would be So who's cool. Scott Trevor? Steve Trevor. Steve Trevor. Who is that? I don't read Wonder, we don't Wonder, read Wonder, Wonder Woman. He was her male uh, Lois Lane character. Wow. Okay. She had yeah. a male Lois Lane what, what character. What part of any of that would you have wanted to see? Um, I think kind of the whole female gladiator thing would have been kind of interesting to at least see, to give it kind of a more, um, I don't know, violent kind of physical edge at least to it, instead of it being some kind of campy thing that carried over from the, you know, the TV show, which is what, um, Whedon had said that he wanted to carry some of that campiness with it, and he wasn't going to let her fly, he was going to make her hop. What? Hulk? He's going to make her a Hulk? Make her do like the Hulk. Because do the giant jump. I like Whedon, but I don't know uh, yeah. if I like that. Yeah, sorry. But, yeah. Um, sorry, Whedon. He said that he, there, one of the quotes that I read, of course, you know, they could have misquoted him, but one of the quotes I read that he said, they already had a guy that flew, so they didn't need a girl to fly to. That's bullshit. Yeah. No. So, anyways, they, you know, but now that doesn't she, mean anything. She takes the train. And she now the train. they... That she takes the subway. That guy from, is it Warner Brothers, issued the statement that they weren't going to do Warner. any more films with women in the lead? I heard they, about that because of... Yeah, uh, they, they had that Brave One. The Brave yeah, One. The brave the one. Which actually was good. And, um, you saw Brave One? No, I haven't seen it, but I heard it was good. Oh, and Invasion. The they had all three of those films that didn't do very well. <laughs> I did see Death Wish, though, so, you know, same Invasion, movie. the Nicole Kidman, <laughs> Daniel Craig movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that didn't do too Nobody long. saw that, did Yeah, they? and The Reaping. You saw and it, Hillary you? Swank, you know, and I the didn't Reaping. see no Invasion. I, there's no way you were going to get me to see that. And, uh, I kind of like uh, I, I think, I, I don't agree with this sentiment. Did you see it, Andrea? I don't agree with the sentiment that it's, that, that it's female Andrea characters that are the problem with yeah. these movies. That same, that, that same studio kicked ass with the, the Eastwood movie that I just talked about. The, um, the Million Dollar Baby? Mr. Million Dollar Baby. And, and, uh, 
Yeah, I mean, that, look, that was the Aliens franchise. Every time the Aliens franchise move, moves away from having a female protagonist, you have problems. Well, I mean, they, yeah. it's the same company that made Batman Begins, and they, you know, everybody's creaming themselves to get the, you know, the Dark Knight. So they could do something like that and turn it into an incredible film that everybody wants to see, or they could turn it into Catwoman, and right. nobody's going to want to see it. Yeah, so. that's the problem. It's about evil yeah. makeup. And evil it's about makeup. writing it and stopping to stop trying to turn it into, like, make her into some sexy person, you know, and let that drive your story, because how is very popping hits isn't going to keep Yeah, the, if Wonder Woman was less <laughs> about... Wonder Woman can be a more, more of a badass than Batman fighting. Right. She's a better fighter. She's well, a warrior princess. You know, like, she's she's an Amazonian. Like, right. Is she bulletproof? Or just the bracelets? Just the bracelets. Just the bracelets. But, I mean, if she is an incredible fighter... Uh, Beyond what Superman and Batman is, that's her edge. It's not about flight. It's not about this. It's about right. gladiator. Like, she's a what freaking fighter. Like. That's a good. That's a good you know, uh, angle. She's the best fighter on the Justice League. Focus on that. Focus on what makes these people different, right. and not the fact that she's a woman. Right. right. You know. Yeah. Um, that's right. Yeah. If they could just put it, give it some kind of different edge than what they're actually, I think, shooting for. You know, they go more for what people want than what it actually should be. Or I guess. need. People or don't. Need. People don't necessarily know what they what they. What they want. Guillermo del Toro said there's a satisfactory ending and there's a happy ending. Sometimes mm-hmm. they are the same things, but I think you always should go for the satisfactory ending right. r- rather than a happy ending because the happy ending oftentimes feels like a cop out. Some Pan's so Labyrinth right the, there for you. Yeah. The, ending of, uh, the ending of AI. Yeah. You know? I would have been satisfied with the little robot boy at the bottom of the ocean. But then you have this ending. That's another film that feels like there's an ending and then it goes again. And you're like, oh, here we go. I I really thought Ben Affleck was going to kill the movie with these extra endings. And all they did was make the movie a lot better by continuing the issues. Um, So, dude, thanks, Derek. We will call you back on later today. But uh, also, while we're talking like remakes and things like that Hollywood's doing, they're remaking Hellraiser. Really? I don't have a problem with it. I think Hellraiser is an amazingly designed guy I think it's a great design for you know what I mean like the pinhead I think it's amazing uh, but the movie is well directed it's got some cool stuff but uh, uh, nothing's nothing's that whole, I don't have a problem with remakes I, I tend to not have a problem. I will. They're it's remaking there. the Warriors, which is yeah. really pisses me off. They're gonna, gonna guys. You, you will see Warriors those. is a classic. Do not fuck with the Warriors. You you can fuck with it. I still own it on DVD. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like the Warriors will always be there. You know, right, right. it's the revisionist stuff where you take Star Wars and you add CGI and Greedo this right. and Greedo that. Like Punch that's the, that's the problem. You know. But even Lucas has, Lucas has gone back and given us our original version. So I'm Lucas. I'm good with you. Um, let's pause real quick and talk about NetRiver.net, our sponsor. Every episode, I got to talk about NetRiver, the uh, facility up in Seattle. They're powering us. If you guys want a hosting plan, a uh, domain name, you guys want to do your online games with your buddies, you needed somebody uh, with a server to put it on. Right. NetRiver.net. Sign up. Email sales at NetRiver.net. And if you uh, put in our little buddy Gilmore as your code, checking out, just put Gilmore in your checkout, you're going to get 10% off. And they're already pretty damn affordable. So check them out, netriver.net. And uh, you want to talk comics? Let's talk comics. Yes. Can we talk? And are we doing okay on Tom, Andrew? Where are we at? We're at 34 minutes. 34 minutes. So we got 25 minutes left in the show. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's talk about Brian Michael Bendis, somebody who's gotten a lot of heat from me. Uh, because I feel like 
he's spinning tires sometimes in his stories. He gets to a point, mm -hmm. it's successful, and he continues to just tell the same story over and over again. Uh, people are going to hate me, but I think his Daredevil run lasted a few issues too long. Uh, wanted some fresh energy in there. Mm -hmm. He put two issues out last week. Just having to come out Powers, number 26, I believe, the one under the Icon imprint at Marvel, and uh, Mighty Avengers. Mm -hmm. I don't uh, read either one of those. What? I don't read, I don't read either one. I was pissed at Bendis the week prior because uh -huh. I finally read the new Avengers. No, no, it's Mar Mighty Avengers 5 or 6, and uh, this mm -hmm. new Avengers. You got two Avengers teams. He's writing both of them. Okay. The cover of this new Avengers. So you didn't like the X-Men thing? With, I like, was the uncanny and the regular... Nah, I mean, like teams. I'm okay with divided teams as long as the, the writing stays consistent and both issues are good. Mm -hmm. I like, for now, the Avengers stuff. I'm into this. They're starting to get into the uh, scroll Invasion stuff with both books. And uh, <laughs> you had this cover on New Avengers with Wolverine mm -hmm. with this Venom symbiote taking him over. And I was like, fuck yes. That the, sounds the like prior, uh The prior uh, books like uh -huh. ending... Was all these symbiotes attacking like New York City, uh -huh. and I was like, okay. "Dude, this is cool, action, action, action!" Like, and I see this cover, I'm like, "Wolverine's gonna fucking become this Venom monster it's be thing." Super badass it's gonna be badass. <laughs> I got an issue about Tigra. Oh, man. <laughs> that was That's, who the that hell was wants that. Why was he on the cover up. like that then? I don't know. Just that total was freaking teaser there. Marvel, that was fucked up. What you did to me, <laughs> that was fucking bullshit. Uh, <laughs> I'm hoping to get some symbiote Wolverine in the next issue because you owe me on this one. I read a damn issue about Tigra. So you know, you, you like, I know who the Tigra. Tigra is some chick who's like, a tigerish issue. Yeah, it's, uh, she saw focus on her mainly. Well, what's with the symbiotes? What does that have to do? I don't with? know. I heard yet. about the scroll. Invasion, I don't know yet. But Marvel won't tell me. They're making me wait. I have to sit through this. All of a sudden, these symbiotes <laughs> are just coming from. No, out of ba nowhere. basically, I don't know yet. But basically, the criminal underworld and Marvel is starting to get their shit together and, and join up against Tigra. Tigra Because as we all know Tigra is the real threat out there Well Tigra right. Tigra is the only hero Who can save us mm -hmm. um, So I was pissed And then I read this Mighty Avengers Which was just clean Fun action that, You know They're fighting this New Ultron Who took over Tony Stark's armor <laughs> He's kicking all their asses uh, I'm pretty much into it Hank Pym uh, Tony Stark is supposedly dead Whatever um, And uh so um, Black Widow's in charge of S.H.I.E.L.D. for this interim Really? And she's trying to figure out with Hank Pym Like how did it get this, you know, this Ultron armor, you know, off Tony or whatever uh -huh. And um, it's just kicking all their asses it's Sending all their old Iron Man armors toward, like, attacking the Avengers nice. They're fighting all these different Iron Mans And uh, Ares, who's the god of war in the comics He kind of took the Thor role on this team He goes, uh, send me in there Hank, you can shrink people, right? You're Ant-Man Shring me and send her in there And so that's fun He cuts the head off of an He, he puts his sword into an Iron Man And it fritzes and he rides it around <laughs> Silly? Yes Fun? Yes And like I'm okay with it It's a comic book um, he, uh, You know More realistically He wrote a really good Powers issue finally Powers is his crime investigation It's kind of like a CSI I haven't read Powers It's kind of like a Law and Order in the, If they're superheroes mm -hmm. And that's another book that I feel like every story art is kind of the same. He's fine. Like I feel like it, this last issue started moving, reestablishing a new, new direction for the book, and I was mm -hmm. really excited to finally see a fresh issue. So Bendis got off my shit list this week. Nice. That, that was big nice. news for me. Um, 
if you guys want to steer clear of superhero books altogether, the Luna Brothers, the girls. Right. Have you seen? Have you read Girls and like um, like Ultra? The Luna Brothers are these yeah, dudes. The Girls is great. Uh, he had. They have this new book came out this week called The Sword, mm-hmm. and I hadn't read anything mm-hmm. about it. Didn't even know it was coming. I just saw that it was on the shelf, and I got it. It's about a girl uh, and her family, and she's in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. Opening scene: father wakes her up from bed, and the 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 Lunar brothers are really good with things like reveals, which is a really good. I, I think these guys could be good film directors, um, because. You see this girl wake up in bed, and the father brings her breakfast and stuff. It's not revealed until the end of the page or the turn page that she's in a wheelchair. So the drama is interesting because they're giving you these things. Uh, father goes to the airport, picks up the mom. It's uh, it, the the older girl, the older sister. Okay. Uh, has moved out of town mm-hmm. or moved out of the house. The four of them are all at dinner. Mm-hmm. You know, having a, a nice conversation in, in there. Their dialogue is awesome. Their their writing is great. It's just realistic. It's down to earth, but not boring to where you aren't learning things about these characters. You know, it really makes them accessible. What else have they written besides that? Uh, Ultra. They they did the art for Bendis' Spider Woman miniseries, Mm -hmm. but this Ultra is about a superheroine, um, and the uh, the girls is about it. I don't want to spoil it for you, but like. This girl shows up in the small town mm-hmm. and starts to multiply with eggs. Fuck it, it's so bizarre. <laughs> and it's so bizarre, but it, it, I think it's great. But uh, this, so so they're sitting there having dinner. This family, okay. and there's a knock on the door. Older sister goes to get the door. Mm-hmm. Dude walks in and says, "Oh, don't bother yourself. In fact, don't make any sudden moves to the father." The father's like, "What's going on?" And he says, "Where's the sword?" This family, you've had a totally normal thing up to this point. He goes, where's the sword? And these two people come in with him mm-hmm. in these suits, male and female. And uh, the father's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And he's like, don't fuck with me. They start using mental powers to take bricks out of the wall and shoot them at his wife, <laughs> his daughter. They, they light the place on fire. They, 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 they choke this dude with a fucking Vader chokehold. This girl falls on the floor and she's, you know, crippled. So she's on the floor, uh-huh. and this isn't spoiling anything because it's the first issue, and it's it's intense. They they kill his sister, uh, they kill his mom, they, they kill her mom, they kill her father, they, they kill her father, and they're like, "You killed him! I told you not to kill him!" And he's like, "I don't have control, total control of these powers. I'm sorry." And they're like, "Okay, kill her." <laughs> and so so I mean, the way that they kill him is intense, and this this girl who is now uh, on the floor. Unable to walk, uh, they start lighting the, the house on fire. The two man, men walk out, and the woman, they're like, kill her. And the woman brings the roof down on her, Jeez. and she ends up in the basement, and she's barely alive. And you're like, this, like, this Sounds is really intense. good. It hits you. When these people come in and start fucking up their lives, it hits you. It's a really They still good don't know one. what the hell the sword is, right? She's in the basement. They've left. Mm-hmm. And she's crawling out from under this rubble that collapsed on her and put her through the floor. And she sees a sword sticking out of the floor, and, and and she and she grabs it and pulls herself out of the rubble and stands up holding it, and that's the last page. This is the crippled chick. Yeah. Oh man. So. That like, sounds really good. We'll that, check that out. That's all I know because that's all that was in the issue. But it looks like the Lunar Brothers are gonna have another fucking kid. What are you reading? Uh, just got done reading. Read a couple actually. I read a uh, sleeper for the first time. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit older, but I think it's actually it completed its run. Go see, right? gone. Go yeah, see, gone, baby, gone. 
in the same kind of thing. Very good. Well, I actually got criminal also. I read the first trade of that. It was really good. It had some surprises. It's like uh, people die. It's kind of totally. It kind of it kind of completely wraps itself up in the first trade. You're like, where's it going to go from here? Yeah, in the second it, trade. The second one, like, I don't know. I don't know where it's going to go. I like the first story arc in Criminal. The second story arc is better. Really? Yeah. The first one's pretty damn good. I loved it. Um, also reading uh, Walking Dead. Absolutely. Love it. Uh, he actually, uh, Jonathan had the trade the other day, and I uh, was over at his house hanging yeah, out. I go, don't, no, put that down. Yeah, kind of flicked toward the back and kind of got a major spoiler. Yeah, major you saw spoiler. a really bad splash page. I saw something. Page. Yeah, that was a really bad splash page. Full <laughs> page. Sorry. You can't fuck around with these things, friends. I'll ruin it for y'all, but it ruined you know? it for me. That's why I only told you guys about the sword issue one. Because yeah, yeah. it's obvious that this issue, this this story is gonna get even better. It's like it's a. I feel as though you just read the issue online for free. Yeah. You know. Also, uh, Stray Bullets and Stray which Bullets hasn't had one. I don't, I don't think had one recently. David Laugham every now and then does work for like the big. Publishers. There was, I think, like a year gap in like a couple of the issues. There it's for phenomenal. Long, like eight months or something. That Ridiculous. first issue of Stray Bullets, which you guys can find on the Stray Bullets trade, is one of the best single issues I've ever read in my entire life. It's yeah. about two nitwits trying to dump a body. Yeah. It's yeah. pretty phenomenal. And I read it. The whole thing. To let you guys know how late this book usually, how erratic this shipping is, I read that issue, I would say, junior year in high school. Jeez, <laughs> it was a long time. I just went to my a... high school reunion last night. <laughs> like my voice is shot. We're at issue forty-five. I think so. I think so. That's maybe in the fifties. It maybe in the fifties. Yeah. I always I always forget to pick it up just because it's so long between the trades. I mean, um... he did he did he did like a murder me. He did like a murder noir miniseries in the middle. He of did. I, I saw he the previews in the back. A, I didn't really like it. It's okay. He did a very good Punisher Daredevil mm-hmm. uh, thing for Marvel. Um, I'm down. I think he's writing some Batman book. Um, really? Yeah, he's written some Batman stuff. And the thing is, like his. I mean, it's not a tights book, uh, Stray Bullets, which no, is just it like, feels a little like I don't Nights. Yeah, feels yeah. a little I, like I, one I, of those. I get tales. that. I get that. It's kind of yeah. I see that? I like it. It's cool. really good. And, and Highly recommend it. Derek's reading like a motherfucker. Derek. You want to come talk about what you read? You read a, sure. what? What would you recommend to people? Um, right now, I have been reading Frank Miller and Jim Lee's uh, Batman, Robin, the Boy Wonder. Okay, now for what you just heard was Derek admitting to continuing to not give up <laughs> on Frank Miller and Jim Lee's all-star Batman and Robin, Boy Wonder. What everybody else gave up on this book? <laughs> the printing of it, the publishing of it, took forever. There were so, there were like. Two months it felt yeah. like in between issues, and you know, just took. Why are you still effort. reading this? Because I have faith that it's going to come faith back. That it's come I back? Have faith that something's How many issues is it? <laughs> the team itself. Right now, I think it's on. Man, I want to say nine. They're on issue nine. This book is ass. It's been it's been for what um, you know going for a while is what it feels like. It's been, it feels like I've been reading it for two years. And it's like taking two good things <laughs> that you like to eat and putting them together, and it's, it tastes like shit. Right. <laughs> it's Frank Miller and Jim Lee. Mil- it just sounds like I love Frank, I've never read I love it. Frank Miller. I love Frank Jim Lee. Put it together. I feel like I'm eating shit. <laughs> it's just real rough, man. The last one, though, their new take on the Joker. And their new Joker. take on the Joker? What's he like? I, I feel that by giving that away, it would give away something. Oh, uh, give away the oh, give away a secret about the book nobody in my okay. audience is reading well, at so all. Do we need him on mic? Is he going uh, to Get over here and tell us about this Joker. Are we doing okay on it? Where are we at on here? 46 minutes, okay. Okay, so... What is this? 
in this newish, in the latest issue, the black canary is yeah. on the scene. She's a hooker or some shit. She's a bartender okay. and an ass kicker and Irish. And so she and Batman <laughs> have like some kind of make out shadowy sexy scene. But they keep, and even one of the captions is, we keep the mask on because it makes it better. And now, Derek, oh, if I start to cut myself, don't be offended. Okay, <laughs> keep going. So, anyways, um, they've been wondering who killed Robin's parents. And at the end of this issue, <laughs> Batman shows up at the cave and he throws this guy on the ground. He's like, this is Jocko, God whatever his Jocko. name is. And he's like, he's a, just a hired hitman. Um, this is the man who killed your parents. And Dick Grayson's standing there with an axe in his hand. And walks up to him and is about to chop his head off and swings the axe back, axe back, brings it down and it slices right through his face. Right, Joker here. makes the Joker. Oh, and then the man. to be continued thing is a big Joker card, and it's like, oh shit. So we'll see what happens. I mean, are you excited? Um, I they've made this into a more violent like one of we need a rat. <laughs> Go get a fucking rat. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Making Robin eat the rats, like catch rats in the Jesus. cave. This Batman is rough what? and like he's axe. He's eating the boy wonder to axe someone. Isn't yeah. that kind of like anti-Batman? He, like man, he doesn't kill anybody. An entire right? paragraph of dialogue is goddamn, and that is every other word to the whole thing. It's you know it's my. You're gonna cut his goddamn head off, Josh Hartnett in thirty Josh days. Josh Hartnett in thirty days. You should have gotten Josh Hartnett to cut his head off. She picks on uh, Black Canary. Picks Josh on Batman Robin. for his Batmobile. She's like, you drive your car is called the Batmobile, and it's like it's my goddamn car. I'll call it whatever I goddamn want to. Your name is Black Canary. <laughs> exactly, and you're dressed oh. like a prostitute. Man, oh man, that sounds. Horrible. And you're a bartender, apparently. Yeah, you gotta make ends meet. That sounds horrible. Yeah, but I have faith. Something will come back. Dude, <laughs> something will good. happen. Now, understand, I'm back in Texas. There's a lot of faith here. A lot of faith. Uh, you know, it's a... You Misdirected. Know, it's a red state. We're, we're very big fans of the Alamo and yeah. everything. We're very, very big fans of buildings like the Alamo, but not people like Lex. It's <laughs> terrible. People, not important. <laughs> buildings, great. Yeah. Totally. Baby Jesus, baby Jesus, amazing. Well, baby Jesus. We're big on fictitious characters, but not real people starving in the streets. Exactly. <laughs> That's how we do. Get her done. That's Texas. Um, <laughs> wow. So, Derek, thanks a lot. Yeah. Anything I, else? Well, I that one, you know, I've been hoping that something would redeem it and bring it back, and it just hasn't. And I've been trying to pick up the Justice League, because didn't Ben just redo the Justice League, didn't he? No, it was... Um, the guy who wrote all of the uh, Michael crisis. Turner was doing the, the, uh, cover the covers, art. but it was uh, the, the 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 guy who wrote um, Identity Crisis. It was, the, but it was who wrote Identity oh, when, Crisis. Yeah, when Morrison revamped it back in the '90s, like that was a cool kind of thing, bringing it back with the Seven and, and Buziak did a great job. The White Martians yeah. and bringing them all in, and then this whole revamp. It's kind of like after the whole Infinite Crisis thing, and they had Wonder Woman kill that guy, and that you know, it's like they were using that to make it as uh, the entire DC universe can be more violent, right? And going to be a little bit more dramatic. And now in this Justice League, got the Red Arrow having sex with Hot Girl, and so if you didn't know that, sorry, my bad. That's just, <laughs> there you go. Keep going. Yeah. Um, anyway, like interspecial and interspecial. like <laughs> the the vixen in it. She you know can can pull powers from animals, and now she's lost those, so she's pulling them from the superheroes, siphoning off the other superheroes, and um, nice. it's kind of interesting how that whole thing has unfurled, and you found out that she can't actually use what power she's supposed to be using. So I've been reading that, kept up with the Amazon attack, saying with Wonder Woman and all of them. Were you amazed with Big Barda's death? Big Barda. 
thanks. I didn't know that happened. When did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No, I didn't even know that she no, died. She just killed one of the books. In one of the Sorry, Amazon attacks. Are you reading? Are you in this fifty-two countdown thing? No, I haven't been reading. Yeah, I, they addressed it the last one. I read fifty-two, but I haven't read countdown. Oh yeah, all these new gods dead. Oh, they're, yeah. they're killing all of them off in one one. Well, they've been issuing those big like uh, two-page spreads yeah. of these dramatic you know, things not are end happening. Well, well you gotta go read this, dude. We got a guy. Who, you gotta listen to our show. There's a guy named Ian who comes on here, loves it, loves all his DC. Is like he called me when he goes, dude, they did something huge. And I'm a Marvel zombie. They're like, they killed Big Barda. And I'm like, cool. Can I go back to playing Universe Wars on Facebook? Universe Wars. Nice. Um, yeah. Marvel Zombies 2 came out. That was okay. That was not bad. What's um, going on in that? Let's talk What's some... The... you want to talk video games? We've got like a couple minutes left. we got a couple minutes? we got to talk some video yeah. games. Yeah. Um, Thanks, D-Rex. Yeah, man. Thank you. D-Rex is a new gang name. Um, video games. You wanted to know if you should get a Wii. I think you already have a 360. That's correct. But if you want to change it from this to something a little more, it's just a different a little, way of playing a video games. Yeah, yeah. Really interested in Wii Sports. I hear it's uh, quite fun. I hear like most people buy like uh, one or two games yeah. for the Wii, you know. Other than the Wii Sports, and then they end up you actually going back to Wii Sports. You can have Andrea over. You can have Derek over, and you guys can just play video games. It's a very good social system. But you know, I'm looking at, at a PS3 soon uh, because I want that Ratchet and Clank game. I'm really PS3? excited. About I, I think get it's it worth for it. a good price. Yeah, I mean they're dis. You know, there's this is bad. I hear the price this, is this going is down bad. again. They're dropping the price again, but they're also discontinuing the PS3 that allows you to play PS2 games and PS1 games. And I think that's what? a mistake. I think the backwards compatibility. I think the I think the I think well, people when they get their Xbox 360, they enjoy the fact that they don't toss out their library. Mm-hmm. Same thing with the Wii. I I really like that I can put. Put uh, the old Mario Kart 60 uh, well, uh, GameCube in there. Yeah, like Xbox Live, I think is way better from what I've heard. Yeah, than, than I love Sony the Xbox Online, Live. Whatever, whatever Sony I has liked on their it. I, People want to play their old games, and I think that getting rid of uh, a PS, I think that getting a PS3 that doesn't. Right. I don't want a PS3 that doesn't play PS2 because I still want to. Do you even play PS2 games? Well, I beat the God of War, but if I got a PS3, I would like to get God of War 2. Right. I would right. like to get some of these PS. Two games and, and that keep playing. Good, the I, last never played, I never played. I never played. What was this one with the giant monsters? Um, what was it? Uh, Shadows of the Colossus. I never. I never worked my way through Shadows of the Colossus. Yeah, I've heard that was really good. I would like a chance to do that on my PS3. And Sony says too bad. Why? Yeah, that's kind of fucked up. Because I mean, it seems how how could they have one model that does do that, but then another one that doesn't? It, I, like it's at the point. With these 40 and 60 like and 80 gig hard drives, kind of I don't even know what PS3 to get, uh, you know? Yeah, they got too many price skews, I think. They have too, too, many many too many models. One do- and now that the models are actually doing physically different things, mm-hmm. uh, you're competing against yourself, Sony. Yeah. Like, you're creating a fourth competitor to, you know, you're dividing your audience. And, and I don't know. I mean, I'm, it's not my business plan. I don't know. I don't know this shit. I've just been playing Universe Wars on Facebook. <laughs> the Esau. You're a big fan it. of. It. I signed up, but I haven't started playing yet. It was like play kind it. of time consuming. No, what I like about these Facebook apps, and it's cool because MySpace uh, announced that they're going open source as well, and they're going to start allowing third-party developers to make. Because they're losing people. Yeah. People are using more Facebook. We talk about MySpace. Let me tell you, Geekscape, our community kicks ass. Check it out on the Geekscape forums at geekscape.net/forums. We all are playing Scrabulous, which is Scrabble on Facebook. Yes. Still waiting on Gilmore to uh, take his turn. Thanks a lot, Gilmore. You're a dick, Gilmore. Wait a couple days. So, um, 
We're a big community. We love playing these online apps because we've all found each other on Facebook. Now that we know each other on MySpace, it'll be fun to play some of these things as well. I agree. That's the strength of what this show is, and it's been so rewarding for me to almost like a year in have made all these new friends, you know, uh, and we're homies. Like, yeah. we, we hang out and uh, we play online games, which is kind of the purpose of having this online community so we can all play together. And, yeah. Uh, I got to get my Xbox Live back up so that I can play Gauntlet with you guys because I really want to run around yes. a maze with you mofos. <laughs> uh, but this Universe Wars is kind of like a, a really scaled down version of like one of these Age of Empires. These, yeah, Empire these Empire games. Kind of uh, resource building. Right now I'm in like shack. Uh, you start out in like a sh- like shacks and like you have to start mining and farming. And it's very appropriate for you. Yeah, shacks. well, <laughs> you start doing uh, all this and you build yourself up and ultimately you build a school. Now I have universities and mm-hmm. uh, no military. Yet, I, I have my dude. I have my military. Yeah, military. I'm about to work my way up to the next age from the discovery age, where probably we're developing cities. Cities. Um, Quite nice. But I'm telling you, if you guys start Universe Wars now, I've already got military capabilities. I will <laughs> come to your place and I will kill you and I will rape your women and steal your food. This food <laughs> is huge. Do not start building too many houses. This is my too advice to you. Don't build too many houses too early because your population will go up, and you have Unemployment. to you have Unemployment to explore. Well, you have you have to explore. <laughs> you have to explore to find things like gold mines, silver mines, right, right. oil. You know, you have to explore to find those things. You also have to explore to find farmland. If you don't have enough farmland, you don't have enough food. Mm-hmm. Don't start building houses because I ended up having like so many people. I was like, my population is doing great. Oh, my silos are empty and they're all starving. Because every turn, people need to eat so much, right, but right. I'm not producing that. So, so, so is there so a vacuum? Like, is there an end goal here? I started destroying the houses. Move oh out, God. you motherfuckers. <laughs> Get the fuck out of my town. <laughs> so I started demolishing houses to run the population down and keep it curved mm-hmm. so I could actually feed them and keep growing. Uh, Where's the end goal? I mean, I don't know. Ultimately, ultimately, you can fly into space and start taking over other planets. It's that. It's universe wars. It ain't shack wars. It's it universe shack wars. wars. Uh, it ain't housing population problems <laughs> wars. So I don't know. I'm excited by this MySpace Open thing. You know, to see if if we can get some cool games on that because I think that that's a web community that's dying like a motherfucker. Cause yeah. I don't want a Macy's gift card. I don't want a Macy's gift card either. I don't want, to, I don't want your my webcam. Or, or all those uh, chicks who want to be friends. I don't know? want that. And they got their know? sexier pictures on another website. Just got to click the link, baby. Just got to click the link. <laughs> I'm sick of that stuff. So I'm sick of that, but I, I, I got to tell you, I'm not really a big fan of Facebook just because you go to your main profile page and there's just so much fucking information. It's like yeah. this dude I talked to maybe five years ago and we were friends just made friends with this other chick. And it's like, why do I need to know that? Is there, is there any way to turn that off? Do you know that? Um, yeah. Do you, you know all you that can, information think, it gives you? I think you can limit the alerts you're sent. Way too much information. Too much information. Too much but at the same time, I like the more private settings. Right. I like right. the fact that you don't, you don't go can't to look somebody's, at you. somebody's profile and it crashes your system because they got a million music videos on the yes. motherfucker. Yes. And like sprinkle flowers. And like, oh. The glittery. Have a nice Friday. It's like half <laughs> the chicks on MySpace. Yeah, you're a fan of Tinkerbell. I get it. You're still a slut. <laughs> you might like your cartoon characters on there. You should tell us what. <laughs> Somebody did that for it. Yeah. I don't know, but I like it. Big boobies. Big boobies. Big boobies, Big boobies on MySpace. That's yeah. right. Go to the cams. Uh, guys, for you listeners, Andre is hot. Oh, that's so sweet. You don't get that. Mm. <laughs> well, wave in front of them. 
That's all you're gonna see. That's all you get. That's all you get. You only get fingers. That's all you get. You only get fingers. Love you guys. <laughs> um, thank you. Thanks for shooting the show too. Um, Good job, Andrew. Next week we're gonna talk about uh, E for All. I gotta get myself a Halloween outfit because it is that week. Um, you excited about that? I know what I'm gonna be. Halloween? I don't know what I'm doing for Halloween. Costume. I gotta get myself a giant unitard. I know that. Unitard? <laughs> what are you doing for Halloween? Skeletor. Skeletor? You're gonna do it, Skeletor? Yeah. How about you, still, Tanner? Um, Tinkerbell. My husband and I are gonna go as uh, Mary Kate and Ashley Wilson. <laughs> her husband and her are going with Mary Kate Nashiel. They do swing, so don't lose heart. Um, uh, we're doing okay on time, but I, I think the show's coming to a natural progression. Two minutes. Um, here's the culmination of our program. Uh, we we got shirts like this at geekscape.net. Um, we have a MySpace profile, geekscape.net slash mice. Wait, wait, wait. slash geekscape.net. Without Gilmore here, I mess it up. Uh, myspace.com slash geekscapenet thanks for my close up uh, <laughs> we got a Facebook group you go to the search function in Facebook look for Geekscape you're going to join our group mm-hmm. and uh, play us in Universe Wars and Scrabulous uh, and what about the, uh, tote bags it, we got tote bags at the Geekscape right. store <laughs> uh, and uh, you know on, on Facebook Gilmore's really into this Spaceman game where you have to fly through caves it, it, it's game. just nice. your character just drops, but if you press the, the mouse button, he rises. Uh-huh. So you have to kind of navigate this cave. And the further you get, the more points you get. I think it's the equivalent of pushing a button for your food in a cage. Mm. Dude, Universe Wars, you gotta be strategic. You gotta like <laughs> allocate resources. Is Gilmore doing this? This is Gilmore. Version? No, he's not. He's, he's scared. He's even scared to take an IQ test because I took the IQ really? test and it shows you what your friends' IQs are. There's only one guy smarter than me in my friends list. So what Gilmore was yours? Refu- I got a 133, which is about 33 points above average. It's pretty I'm bending spoons in your kitchen with my mind <laughs> as we speak. Um, but dude, this dude, Brad Bullock, one of our friends in one of the Geekscape, is 138. Jeez. I'm going to have to use a weapon if I want to take him down. I we think can, so. We can't have wizard mind battles. Go get Josh Hartnett's axe. I'll get the Josh Hartnett's axe. So Facebook, forums, NetRiver, uh, check out geekscape.net. And I love you guys. We'll see you next week back in L.A. And we'll talk about E for All. And um, Ben, do Daredevil.